This is Jasmine having a conversation with Talk Popsy's resident philosopher Andrew at Lincoln Terrace Park in Brooklyn. It is September 2019. Hello, world. This is uh, the Talk Popsy podcast. I am the resident philosopher for this week. My name is Andrew, and I am here with Jasmine. Hi, Andrew. Hi, world. Talk pop. <laughs> so tell me, um, tell me about yourself. What What are some things that you um, like to do or what's your job, you know, et cetera. Wow. Um, whew, there's a lot of things going on, right? Um, actually, I'm a financial advisor. Um, cool. I'm also a hairdresser for over eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also a writer mm-hmm. and um, I'm a drama queen, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, inspiring. Uh, yeah. Drama queen. So, queen. yeah. yeah. So um, today's topic is uh, art and cognition. Uh, cognition we can take just to be a fancy word for thinking. So basically the topic is how do we think about art? So, um, you know, you mentioned a lot of things. Um, would you say that one thing that you do more than the other is more of an like art than the other? So, you know, is, you know, financial advising more of an art than hairdressing or vice versa? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, when it comes to hairdressing, as you know, you got to have an eye and it is a sort of art because the fact that you are creating mm-hmm. um, different aspects of how to make this person, how does this look good on them and vice versa and things like that. When it comes to financial, that's also an art, too, because you're educating um, yeah. people, you know, on the importance of finances, you know. Yeah. And I don't know, as far as writing, that's more I would say is more of my my art. Yeah. Um, and uh, when it comes to because you're creating that in your mind yeah. and it's becoming art on paper yeah. or, you know, on your phone or whatever the case may be. And um, so I guess in, in anything you do, actually, is some form of art, Andrew, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's interesting. I was just interested in like there seems to be, you know, when you're doing uh, when you're writing, for example, you said there is some sort of creative process. Do you find that creative process sometimes lacking in maybe financial advising where you can see a clear difference between, you know, here I'm doing financial advising and it's less, uh, you know, it's less exhaustive of my creative, you know, self or something like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think um, it's definitely two different animals and it all comes down to your passion, I guess, because um, it's two different things. It's kind of like, OK, this is what I really, really you know, like to do. And this is what I really, really like to do as well. But um, this is what I'm doing to make money. <laughs> and then this is what I'm inspiring to do to potentially make money. I think it's two totally different things. So you said that your passion is kind of with writing. though. That's kind of what you want to do in the long run. Yeah. So tell me about what kind of uh, writing you're interested in. I would say non-fictional with fictional because cool. different things that happen in my life and also people that I know, those are things that inspire me mm-hmm. to put it on paper and to make things happen. Also, I would say uh, directing, producing, like this type of stuff right here. This is really, you know, with me because it's so crazy and I, you're, you're pretty young. I'm pretty sure I'm way older than you. <laughs> At the same time, like when I was growing up, I was always into the arts and drama and things like that. That was me. But then life in the middle, you just work, 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 work. And then yeah. it comes full circle to where you're like, oh, wow, these are the, you know, coming back to me where I have to do this. So I'm pretty sure because you seem like a pretty artistic guy. So you know how you turn around and you're just like, you know what? 
I have to, I have to do this. Yeah. You have that thing where it's like, I have to write it or I, I, I got, I'm going to, you know what I mean? If mm-hmm. it keeps coming back to you, coming back to you, then it is your passion. You don't know what your yeah. passion is until you feel that, you know, um, I had a epiphany the other day that, oh my gosh, I have to like get more involved in the arts because um, this is what I've been doing since I was younger. So I have to. Do you feel, so first tell me where, where are you from? Well, I was born in Florida. I live in Brooklyn. I'm an army brat. Okay. I've lived a lot of places. Uh, my favorite places have been California. Um, well, I don't want to. I don't know if you want me to name all the places I've been. <laughs> what 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 place in the in the world do you identify most with? Oh my gosh! Well, my in in America, I would say in America, my top three places that I love is New York, Las Vegas, and California. <laughs> And how do those places kind of like shape, uh, do you see those, do you see your environment basically as shaping the kind of artwork or writing that you want to make? Oh yeah, definitely. Because I just grew up in a very diverse type of, you know, I've always been grew up in a diverse area, diverse states, cities. So, um, yeah. So with my writing, I definitely wanted to be where everybody can relate because even when I go into certain places or the way I think like, and it's kind of like a little secret too. Mm-hmm. I, when it comes to, you know, cause you want to keep your passion, like your baby, like my writing is my baby. Yeah. So there's a lot of people don't, that don't know that I'm passionate about that. That's yeah. something that I kind of keep to myself. So, but everything inspires me, even like with this and everything going on where it's just like, wow, this is a big deal. And this could be something that I have to do or have to write. So. So you mentioned Las Vegas, uh, obviously <laughs> a, a phenomenally incredible place. You know, the strip lights everywhere. It's kind of like overwhelming with emotion. What That's what attracts me to Las Vegas. What about you? What attracts you to it? Oh, yeah. I love Las Vegas. Sin City, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like it never sleeps. There's always something to do. Um, You're never bored. Just like New York, you know? Yeah. No matter what, when you're going past like that the bridge looking at the skyline it's always exciting no matter how long you lived in new york and people come millions thousands well thousands of miles just to see what we are able to see every day yeah. and um just like las vegas no matter i can never get tired of it ever because awesome. of like you know the what they have as far as like like you said the lights the excitement and always something to do yeah it's interesting that you have a uh, kind of this feeling in these places like las vegas or new york of never feeling boredom or kind of like always like you said like the excitement is always around you which is always something that i appreciated ab- about um new york city when i lived here there's kind of like you know even though you know you're forced to work a lot maybe but like there's always that extra time where people are you know going out and getting together and like it's almost like there's no shortage of you know kind of things that are kind of you know getting you going or something like that, you know? So tell me, what are your, what are your favorite places around New York city that you just think are just like great places to be? Oh, wow. Um, I think for everyone, well, most people, of course, 42nd street, no matter what, you're always excited. The lights, things going on, no matter how long, you know what I mean? Even though I don't go there all the time, but every time I am around there, um, it's always a great place to be. Um, also I would say what else? Like Dumbo, you mm-hmm. know, um, uh, downtown Brooklyn, 
you know, it's very artsy. The artwork is, you have to see a lot of artwork over there too. And um, just the whole, um, you know, hipster vibe going on everywhere you go. <laughs> so like cool. around there, they have yeah, the hipster vibe going on. I feel that, yeah. <laughs> and um, also, you know, around where I'm at by Canarsie and uh, where else? Crown Heights, you know, the Caribbean, cool. you know, the Caribbean uh, outlet out there as well. So you get a little bit of everything, really. Yeah, that's awesome that you named places that people probably wouldn't even put in the same category, you know, just all over the place in New York City. So do you want the excitement that these places give you to come through in your writing? Is that what you want to communicate to other people through your writing, kind of this excitement or this kind of feeling of pure joy that you seem to be, you know, attracted to in the real world? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like when I'm writing certain things, I'm automatically thinking about 2019, Mm -hmm. you know, even the lingo, you know, different things where people are can watch it, you know, because eventually my writing wanted to be on television. So, you know, people could watch it or even read it and they could actually picture imagination in their brain because i think as we get older we lose that imagination so you know we have to practice keeping that in our brains because even when it comes to reading a lot of reading is a lost art so um i used to love to read all the time when i was younger i used to fall asleep with the light on reading and um and now it's like i'm trying to really get myself back into reading as much as i you know right now i'm reading the four agreements but at the same time, I'm like, I want to be able to read that and read something else and read something else and read not just audiobooks. So, um, yeah, just basically having that imagination in your brain so then you could turn around and whatever you, you read or see, then you could really live it. Um, so I guess that's what everybody has when it comes to these sitcom, these these shows out like, you know, Game of Thrones and things like that. Like, well, you know, they're it's over now, but because um, they really are living, living what they're yeah. living, you know, in their mind. And those shows do, they do bring a lot of excitement, you know, especially Game of Thrones. Yeah. So tell me more about what kind of, you know, kind of uh, things that you hope to write. Do you want to write things like, you know, major productions with, you know, a lot of moving parts like Game of Thrones? Oh, yeah. Is that kind of like... Probably not the Game of Thrones. There's a lot of going on in there. Yeah, but, um, that's for sure, yeah. <laughs> but I really... Uh, I'm looking, I want people, I want true life stuff. I want things that are relatable where it's like, okay, even if it didn't happen in my life, I still would want people to, maybe somebody out there would be able to relate to it. Yeah. Like, wow, that happened to me. Or wow, they're talking to me, you know, or I love that character. Or, oh yeah. Like that's my, I lo- like I have to watch it because of her or him. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So what are the other things that inspire you? You know, it seems like lost, like the, the going out and excitement, that's definitely one thing that we think we nailed and you know, talked about. You know, you seem to be inspired about, by other people's artwork. So tell me more about like your relationship between art in general and, you know, what things you uh, find engaging, what things you don't find engaging, what direction you would like to see other people move in. Oh, well, things I don't really, uh, I think low, low vibration <laughs> things would be... Um, Stuff that really doesn't matter, like, you know, things that I, I think there's always a solution. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if there's a problem, I don't I don't like when it's just like, OK, problem, problem. OK, but to me, it's like, how do we fix that problem? Or just yeah. like, as they call it in the Caribbean, Caribbean um, group, they call it fuckery. Yeah. So fuckery is like something where it's just like, OK, we're talking about the, but this is it doesn't matter. 
yeah. like certain stuff that's basically low vibrational. I don't really like that, you know, yeah. when we could always be talking about getting better. I'm I'm really big into the law of attraction. I'm really big into, you know, thinking positive and um it's not easy, but at the same time it's something that you you have to practice every day. You got to practice every day because there was a when they had a scientist talk to water. Mm-hmm. And then in the water he was seeing a whole bunch of bad things to the water. And then when they looked at it in the microscope, it was just terrible. Yeah. And then they would start talking into the water, beautiful things, pretty things. And then it looked like beautiful, like like flakes, snowflakes mm-hmm. in the water. And that's the same thing with us. So I would say I'm not really into that when it comes to like a lot of negativity, you know, immatureness, like things that really don't matter. But things that inspire me is um, helping people. I love to help people. Um, I love to hear good news. I love to... Uh, of course, writing is inspiring me. Um, music, uh, s- style, clothes. You know I me mean? like dressing. You know what I mean? Like I, those are the type of things that I that really are dear to me. Um, you know, friends, family, people that matter. Cool. Yeah. So it seems like you have a strong inclination that you know what we should be focusing on, and maybe our creative endeavors is is stuff that can make a difference for other people around us and to put aside kind of things that don't have that immediate effect and even to like put aside things that clearly you're just complaining about and it's not really giving you anything as a result of the complaining so i like that worldview where you're kind of like solutions oriented this kind of idea that you know we should be focusing our creative energy to helping people i think is a really neat idea because there's so much art out there that's just not doing that you know kind of not you know it you know, you see it and you're kind of like, what is this for? What's the purpose for it? Do you see kind of like, are you interested in kind of that practical effect that art can have on people mm-hmm. in general? Just kind of like how we can be creating art to help other people. Is that something that's important to you? Oh, yeah. I think that's very inspiring to a lot of people. I think even with me, you know, you see certain things happen. Like um, earlier just today, I was sitting over there in the park and I'm sitting there talking to my girlfriend and all out of nowhere is a butterfly that goes in between us like this. Yeah. And that was such a beautiful moment in that time. And that was something that happened right then and there. Yeah. So different people, you know, there's different artists that you, you know, you write and you also draw and you, you know, so just different pieces too can really make people have an epiphany about certain things and also inspire them to even, you know, step out on, um, what they're probably scared to do or step out on their creative abilities and have them move forward in their journey of life. In that experience, it seemed like there was just kind of some random act of the butterfly coming across and that was kind of inspirational itself. So are you always looking for those little things of inspiration around you in kind of like day-to-day life? I think the more that I pour into my, uh, my self-development mm-hmm. is the more that I tend to see those things because in life, we're not really aware until we're aware. Yeah. So um, I think those are things that just happen to start to come to me because the fact that I am really focusing on, you know, becoming more, you know, in tune with myself and also in tune with what's around me. Yeah. And I think once you're in that vibration, 
then those type of things will come to you. And it seems like they're happening in kind of in slow motion, you mm-hmm. know, where it's just like, wow, that just happened. Or wow, I'm living in the moment, you know? So just like art, if you're looking, you're living in that moment, you're, you're caught up in that um, moment of just embracing that and, you know, taking it in. Mm-hmm. And it feels like it's, a sh- it, it, everything kind of stops standstill. Um, but I think that's, it's a, that, when it happens, it's very special because that's something that's kind of unforgettable. Those moments are unforgettable. Yeah. I like this idea that you brought up of self-awareness or kind of becoming more in tune or even becoming more in tune with the world. And I think we can relate that back to like the practical things you were talking about earlier. It's like once you become more in tune with yourself and the world, you can kind of like step back and you can be like maybe less uh, ego-centered or something like that and really see like the greater picture and that seems to be something important to like understanding our own experiences. So I like this idea of kind of this being more well-adjusted. Do you get frustrated when you don't see that in other people? (laughs) Um, I'm a pretty patient person, but at the same time, I think it's just natural to kind of like feel like, oh my gosh, I can't talk to you about certain things. I can't talk to this person about certain things because they're not going to understand or they just look at, the you know glass half empty yeah and um it can be a little bit frustrating but at the same time it's like you choose whether to be around those people or not but at the same time i guess they help you with your growth as well so yeah you can get a little frustrated you're like okay not saying i know it all but at the same time um you it's easier to kind of relate to people that's kind of on your same frequency yeah no that's definitely true so um you're wearing the prince shirt so yeah. tell me more about your relationship <laughs> with maybe Prince or pop music and how do you think that defines you? Oh, wow. Well, first and foremost, this is my favorite T-shirt. Mm-hmm. I love this movie and I love pop music. I love all types of music, but um, I actually have on my Pandora is on my Madonna station. Nice. So, of course, you have the Prince's and, the you know, Whitney Houston's Madonna's, yeah. you know, um, Madonna in there. So, um. Yeah, music in general has always kind of been moved to me. Like growing up, I was, you know, my mom had me singing. I actually just re- recently wrote a song. Um, I never seen myself. I love karaoke. Karaoke mm-hmm. is I love karaoke. life. Yeah, I, lo- <laughs> I love karaoke. It's so fun. I love it. And um, it's something, and I never thought like, oh, I won't be a singer. But it's it's very inspiring. Like music in itself is art, as you know. And, you know, different things mm-hmm. could be a soundtrack to your life different songs and um i love yeah. 80s the 80s so i guess that's why the, i was born in the 80s too so <laughs> i guess that's why i love this shirt and um yeah yeah so, so yeah so i i love this so one thing i got from talking to you today is is like kind of this um this kind of like fin- you like seem to really be in tune with the phenomenal things in life so like excitement you know you know constantly doing stuff but also like good vibes and you know as you said seeing the last half full you know not complaining being focused on solutions kind of put it pushing forward and maybe this is something that like uh when we uh perceive art or, or we think of art you know maybe these are certain feelings that you know we should be prioritizing so you got a lot of things going on you said you were a hairdresser which you talked a lot about kind of like a range of things do you find like kind of like your life is a little hectic at times because you got so much going on or how do you deal with the 
management of, you know, all these things moving around. Wow. I just feel like it is so funny you asked me that because I just feel like I'm on go, go, go all the time. Like not only with hair, but just in general with, you know, my social circle and just people needing me for certain things like need me for this, need me for that. Plus, I train people. Um, I'm a trainer as well. Not personal trainer, (laughs) financial trainer, educator. So I have a team of people um, that I, you know, I feed into as well. And um, also with me, just with my personal, you know, time with myself. So um, uh, as far as it's kind of like an organized mess. (laughs) So it's just like, in a sense, it's an organized mess. But at the same time, I'm going with the flow. And um, it's going pretty well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. This goes back to our earlier idea of just kind of like this, this kind of pure kind of excitement that is constantly surrounding. You know, I wouldn't expect anything less from a person like you than kind of like this craziness, this organized mess, as you call it. Yeah. So I think we got a lot of things on the table, but the most important thing to relate it back to art and cognition as a whole is kind of this idea that, you know, there's something enticing about this idea of like pure emotion or just like pure you know, good experience without having to like, um, you know, overthink it or something like that. So I've been kind of dwelling on this point, but I'll just make it explicit before we end it. You know, it, it seems like one way to perceive art is just as this non-cognitive thing where it's totally non-cognitive. I just mean like, it's totally like the phenomenal thing or the pure emotion or the excitement, you know, it's not something about thinking, you know, sometimes we get lost in the thinking. So when we're thinking about art, we might it might not be the best thing to be thinking about cognition. We might be thinking of the, just the pure emotion that it creates or the non-cognitive aspect of it. Jasmine identifies herself as a hairdresser, financial advisor, a writer, and, quote, a drama queen. The conversation begins with a brief discussion about hairdressing as an art. You have to care about what it looks like. But then she postulates that perhaps anything you do is some form of art. After weaving in a discussion of writing and what happens in writing, Jasmine relates a story about the astounding experience of sitting with a friend outside, and between them there suddenly appeared a butterfly, and that was like art. She says, We are not really aware until we are aware. In art you are caught up in that moment, and everything stops and stands still. It brings us into the phenomenal moment, and all else drops away. Those moments are unforgettable. Resonant philosopher Andrew Rubner picks up the train of thought and states that what we should be focusing on in life is stuff that we can do to help other people, and that includes art that does that. To repeat his words, there is so much art out there that is not doing that. He is talking about the practical effect that art can have on people the way that art can bring people into living, the very act of living, the moments when people are able to be more in tune with the world and to be less egocentric. He is absolutely right to focus on that. It is the butterfly coming across.